tonight we are talking all about the new moon in Taurus. So tonight we'll talk about new moons and what they are, what new moon energy means, how it affects us. We'll also talk about eclipses, in particular solar eclipses, because we have a partial solar eclipse with this new moon. We'll talk about Taurus season. We have moved into the season of the cosmic bull, and we'll talk a little bit about how Taurus energy is affecting this new moon as both the sun and the moon are in Taurus right now. We will talk about Vedic astrology tonight. I'll talk about the Vedic astrology of this moon, and we're also going to talk about some other planetary alignments. Namaste, and welcome to the Follow Your Path podcast. I'm your host, Vina Lene Rachel. I'm a moon priestess, intuitive, emotional alchemist, and channeler of the divine, and I've been diving into the world of the spiritual and metaphysical for over a decade now to self-heal my own trauma, become more emotionally stable, and cultivate my manifestation magic. I am so excited to now be bringing these same tools and techniques to you on this channel. There are a variety of ways for us to work on our higher selves. We can use practices like yoga, meditation, and breath work. We can receive energy work, crystal healing, or pull to row and oracle cards. We can call in our angels, ancestors, spirit guides, spirit animals, or more. Or maybe we find more alignment with astrology and the moon. I'm going to hold space for it all here on this channel. As you navigate each episode, I hope you find the guidance and wisdom you need to find your own path of self-healing and magic. May you become confident and courageous enough to continue to follow the path that best serves you. Thank you so much for tuning into this channel and trusting me to be a part of your unique journey. It truly is an honor to do this work and be here. Let's dive into today's episode. Okay, so I think we will go ahead and get started. I am going to start with a nice deep breath. Feel free to join me. Deep breath in through the nose, out through the mouth. Just kind of sink in, shake it up. It feels really good. Let's go ahead and do that again. Maybe bring the arms overhead this time. Inhale. Exhale, bring them down to the heart. It always feels good to add a little sound of that exhale as you shake out and ground in. Let's take one more breath together. Deep breath. Open mouth cleansing exhale. Welcome to our virtual new moon circle honoring this eclipsed dark moon in Taurus just on the rise now. The moon has officially moved into Taurus and the eclipse will be happening tomorrow afternoon. The peak of the new moon will be happening tomorrow afternoon, but I will be traveling tomorrow and will not be able to do the moon circle then. So we are meeting one day early. So if you're catching the replay because you missed the live, 
no worries. I'm just here a day early. And on that note, I want to let you know that our full moon circle will also be one day early this month, just due to me hosting a yoga nidra at the Mother Moon Yoga Studio on Monday, May 16th, on the full moon day. So we'll be meeting for our virtual full moon circle, honoring the full moon and total lunar eclipse in Scorpio on May 15th at 7.30 p.m. Central Time here on the Vina Lene Facebook page. If you're tuning in live or if you're catching the replay, that's where we host the live circles. We don't see the partial solar eclipse here in North America. If you're here with me up here on the other side of the planet, we are still going to affect that, um, feel the effects of that energy because the moon is always impacting our energy. The moon affects Earth's gravity. And we are impacted by that gravity, both physically and energetically. So of course, when we're in a new moon and gravity is stronger on Earth, we feel a little bit more grounded. But when that eclipse comes in, we might feel a sudden shift in our energy. So we might feel a little uplifted for a moment and then back down to the ground. We might feel a little spacey during that eclipse time. We might feel distracted. We might feel over-emotional. You know, think about the way that nature reacts whenever there's an eclipse or think about our primal selves. I always talk about the primal self because we still have a primal brain, right? This prefrontal cortex of our brain is a primal brain and it has primal responses. In particular, when things are scary or when we have fear-induced energy, we're going to have a fear-induced response like fight, flight, or freeze. So in primal times, when there was an eclipse or a partial eclipse, imagine all of a sudden you're going about your day and then it goes dark in the middle of the day and nature kind of freaks out and the animals freak out, well, you're going to freak out too because you've probably never seen that before. Total solar eclipses are very rare. Partials are a little bit more common, but still it's going to impact that solar light. And our primitive self, when we were experiencing that, we got a little worried that the world was going to end. (laughs) And so there's still this deep, deep programming within us that maybe makes us feel like, the world is going to end when an eclipse happens. Now we're smart enough to know in modern day times that the world is not going to end, but again, we cannot help from operate within this primitive brain. So you might have a weird response energetically or emotionally tomorrow. Your mood just may be off and that's because of the eclipse. Now, new moons are also a time of new beginnings, right? And we feel a little bit of a shift to begin again or start over. This is a great time to shift your habits or start new intentions or start new um, daily ways of living. This is a great way to kind of let your old life and old way of living die and then start a new one, which we can do every time we come into a new moon, but especially when we have an eclipse. We can bring ourselves into that primitive self and say, yes, okay, we're feeling as if the world's going to end. We're going to allow a piece of our world to end so that we can open up to a new world and a new beginning. Now, before I go further, I wanna bring in the elements of this planet. We're talking about the moon. This moon is relative to our planet. It's unique to our planet. It affects 
us as humans. And so I want to bring in other earthly elements that were also impacted by just by being in this human experience. Now, I always bring in the five elements into our moon circles. And if you don't have these elements, it's totally cool. You're connecting to me through the ether, through the internet, or through the audio space, through all of these um, wavelengths of communication. These withstand space and time. So all of the materials and the elements that I'm using today, you're going to feel the energy of those even though you don't have them. Now, if you have them, great. You can also use these elements within your own moon circle or tonight in our circle or during your own ritualistic time. And also, if you are tuning into this in the future and you're catching the replay, again, this is in the ether, it withstands time, you're still going to feel the energy of all of the magic of these elements. So I always start with the element of earth. By the way, I'm on a busy road. We're going to close the window after I smudge, but I want to keep it open for now. So just ignore that background noise. It's a busy time right now with that eclipse energy. So we're going to start with the earth element. I usually work with some sort of gemstone or crystal during a new moon and a full moon. Who am I kidding? Every day, right? How many of you work with crystals every day? Shout out in the comments if you do. But I'm going to bring in the element of agate. And agate's pretty common. There's all kinds of agate. I'm not specifying any kind, but look how different these are. So this one is clear on one side. It almost looks like a carnelian on the other side. It's got that red running through. How beautiful is that? Clear on the other side. And then here's another one about equal length, clear on one side with a little speck of pink. And then you turn it over and it's got like this rainbowy pink other side to it. So agates are really unique. They come in a lot of colors. They're usually a nice smooth palm stone that you can hold and they're very grounding. So you can hold these in your hands and they're very soothing to the energy. Um, they're very calming to your energy. Um, just the smoothness of the rock, you can kind of run your thumbs over that or you could like rub that on your legs or on your skin, you know, whatever you need. I also like these smooth palm stones for kind of rubbing along the vagus nerve, along the forehead. So anything you need to calm your energy, agate can be a great crystal to do that. Now I'm also bringing in the energy of a geode. So I love geodes because they have a lot of potential within. Like if you saw this from the outside, it would look like a rock but then you bust it open and on the inside, it's got this beautiful collection of crystals. And this one's got like a little, little pearl egg in it. And I love this one because it reminds me of the womb space and the potential within our energetic wombs, our fertile wombs, our cosmic wombs, all of that potential resides within. And that's going with the theme of the circle tonight. So feel free to work with geodes tonight as well. And then if you're looking to do deep work. If you're trying to break cycles, if you're trying to really let go and evolve and shift your energy, I highly suggest working with obsidian. So this is black obsidian, very shiny. And this one's actually got a little thumb, like kind of a thumb place in it that I like to hold. And this is sharp. So this isn't smooth like the agate, smooth and nurturing and calming. This is sharp and jagged. Depending how I hold it, it's not comfortable. And obsidian is a pretty potent crystal. It's not a very comfortable crystal to usually work with. So if you're ready to get comfortable with the uncomfortable, dive into the shadow lands, really break karmic cycles, really shift your energy and evolve, you might want to work with this. But if you're not ready for that, that's okay too. It's just a suggestion. Maybe you go back to working with geodes or with agate. 
Now the other earth element I always bring in is some sort of smudgy material. I'm just using up every moon circle lately. I've been using up this kind of pile of smudge um, that fell apart. It was a smudging stick of white sage. I do not like to be wasteful with my smudge, so I use every single piece that I can. And you know, this energy of this moon is in the energy of Taurus. I'm being a little repetitive with my words tonight, guys. I apologize. Um, but yes, we are in the energy of Taurus, which is known as the cosmic bull, but is also symbolized by Mother Earth herself. So this is a moon where we want to think about sustainability. We want to think about living in cohesiveness with our planet, in alignment with our planet, taking care of our planet. And that means being ethical and sustainable with our smudging materials as well. There is, um, there's two sides of the fence about using white sage. I will start with a little note that I am named. Native American. I am Choctaw and Creek. I have been using smudge before smudging was cool. I have saged for a long time using white sage and I've never used it for cultural appropriation. There is always a pure intention when I am burning white sage. I also ethically source my white sage so I know it's coming from a pure place with pure intentions and it's not being stolen off of tribal land. So you want to take these things into consideration when you're using smudging materials. You do not have to use sage. You could use cinnamon sticks or dried lavender, um, dried chamomile. Um, you could burn palo santo. Again, there's some ethical things there. You want to make sure it's harvested sustainably, um, transferred sustainably. But keeping in mind those things when you're smudging with this moon as well. So I'm going to combine this white sage with the element of fire. We're just going to let that go ahead and ignite. And this is going to bring in a purifying smoke. You can see that smoke starting to rise up now. I'm really going to light this on fire tonight because this eclipsed moon is a time of ultimate new beginnings. And when we, <laughs> when we smudge and we bring in that sage smoke, we cleanse and we reset our energy. So I'm going to bring that to you to start and let you cleanse and purify. I'm gonna bring it to myself. I'm gonna bring it around me. Oh, it smells good. Around the tech that we are communicating with and just all around in general. And smoke or the element of wind helps us to see the other side. It helps us to see that there's more than what meets the eye. Look at that smoke go, showing you now. And you know, new moons are a time when we turn within, when we connect to the other sides, when we listen to our inner ear, when we connect to our guides, our ancestors, our angels, whatever you wanna call that source consciousness energy. And so we bring in the element of wind to help us connect to wherever we need to go. So I'm just going to let that continue to burn. It's almost done now. It's always good to let the smoke just burn out until it's done. And if you are smudging, make sure you have a window open. I mentioned the noise earlier. So everything can leave. All the negative energy can leave. All the negative stuff can leave with the smoke out in the air. And it's funny. You can kind of watch where the smoke travels. It keeps going back to the tech and back to me. And I just let it class. So I'm not surprised that I need to like cleanse a little bit. And our tech needs to cleanse. <laughs> it's all been out. And about in the public today. 
We're also going to bring in the element of water. I always suggest that you have water to drink, but also you can use the power of aromatherapy with essential oils. Essential oils are typically steam distilled, so they're in a water form. And I suggest work, working with grounding oils with this moon, in particular vetiver. I love vetiver. It smells like earth. It's a root oil that comes from Haiti and it's a grounding oil. It helps us with sleep. It helps us with rest and it helps us to calm our energy and calm our mind. So if you're having um, restless sleep, vetiver can help. You can just diffuse it or you could dilute it with a carrier oil and put it on the bottoms of your feet or on your spine. So that's my first suggestion. If you need a stronger grounding oil, if you're just feeling really ungrounded right now, really watery, really emotional, you really need that earth energy to hold you and nurture you, I suggest working with myrrh. Myrrh is the oil of the mother. And we're coming up on Mother's Day next weekend in North America. Sometimes Taurus energy is referred to as Mother Earth, but sometimes it's referred to as the mother cow. In um, the Vedic world, in the Hindu world, the cow is a symbol of both um, like spirituality itself and purity itself, but also the mother and like the mother's milk and what she has to offer. Now, myrrh is a very, very potent oil. It's not only very concentrated, but it's also a potent blood thinner. So you don't want to use myrrh if you have any surgeries coming up or if you need to avoid blood thinners. In fact, I have hemophilia, so I never use myrrh topically. I do smell it though. And I'm not even going to take the lid off. I'm just going to kind of smell it from the bottle. Myrrh also kind of reminds me of the smell of leather. So relating to that Taurus bull cow energy, myrrh is a nice oil to use to bring in that energy as well. Now, finally, I suggest working with vanilla. And I have pure Madagascar vanilla here. And this is lovely to mix with either of those earth oils, by the way. If you mix vanilla with myrrh or vanilla with sandal oil or all three, it's going to smell absolutely divine wherever you diffuse that. But vanilla is really good to uplift your mood and also help to regulate your emotions and regulate your energetic flow. So New moons are a time when we're pulled to the earth, we're connected more to earth's gravity, and when we feel a little bit heavier or down in our body, it can bring our mood down as well. We could also be just really feeling the human experience right now. There's a lot going on in the human experience that we apparently need to cleanse because the smoke is going crazy now. Whatever you all are going through right now, I'm bringing it to you right now to cleanse because, yeah, this human experience can sometimes be a downer, right? Like we've got global war going on right now. We've got power shifts and struggles. We've got global illness. We've got a lot of stress and anxiety and depression and a lot of death. And I think that this is a time that we need to, you know, become aware of the emotions that we're experiencing, but also embrace the potential of emotional alchemy, meaning that you can feel the emotion or you can feel the experience, but then you can really gain back your power on how you continue to react to it. So vanilla can be great to diffuse. It can be great to literally put right on you diluted. It's going to help uplift your frequency <clears throat> and boost your mood. 
Smoke's getting to me. Sorry, I'm going to take a drink of water real quick. All right. And finally, the fifth element I already mentioned, but it's the ether. It's the space that we're communicating in, whether you're listening to this on audio and the replay of the podcast or watching my replay on video somewhere or watching it live. We are connecting through the interwebs, the metaverse, whatever you want to call it. And this is a space that is so magical because it withstands space and time. So with that, we have our five elements and I always bring in the guides and guardians of the five directions as well. So if you'd like to, you can join me in this prayer. I'm going to begin with a deep breath. And I'm going to bring my arms up and around clockwise to invite in the energy. First of the guides and guardians of the east, welcoming in the energy of air into our circle tonight. Taking a deep breath to slow down, taking fresh breaths to start again, to kind of breathe away what no longer serves and breathe in new prana, vitality, life force energy. The energy of air also symbolizes new beginnings, and we begin now with this eclipsed new moon. And we thank the guides and guardians of the east for being in our circle tonight. We also invite in the guides and guardians of the south with the element of fire. Fire igniting with this partial solar eclipse that arrives with this new moon portal, knowing that fire is an element of transformation. Once things come into contact with fire, they are never as they were before. And so we invite in the fire into our circle tonight to invite in the change that we need to make. Help us make it with ease. Help us burn away the past that no longer serves. We thank the guides and guardians of the South for being in our circle tonight. We also invite in the guides and guardians of the West with their element of water, purifying water, helping us to find our present moment in time, flowing between past, present, future. We always remember to honor the stillness of the now, of the here. And as this new moon comes in now, we're invited into that sacred pause to simply float in the waters of the present and let this experience offer to us whatever we need to receive. We thank the guides and guardians of the West for bringing in their element of water to our circle tonight. We also invite in the guides and guardians of the North with their element of earth with this earthy Taurus moon grounding us in to our human experience. And as we experience everything we're going through now, we invite in the guides and guardians of the North, our ancestors, and the generations coming ahead of us in the future, seven before, seven behind. Although we don't understand this here, time is not a construct beyond this planet. And so we invite in all of the guidance we need 
in the earthly realms and through our ancestral lineage to be with us in our circle tonight. We also invite in the guides and guardians of the ether, the spirit realm, the fifth dimension, a space that withstands all that we are in right now that moves beyond our planet, archangels, angels, deities, cosmic races. We know that this new moon is bringing in Palladian light codes, Palladians. We invite them in now and any other any other energies of source consciousness that we need to break old karmic patterns and programming. We thank you for also being in our circle tonight. <sighs> With that, our circle is officially open. We'll talk about some of those things I just mentioned. But if this is your first time watching, by the way, I just want to say hello. I sort of forgot to do that at the beginning. But I am your host, Vina Lene Rachel. I am a moon priestess, an intuitive, a channeler of the divine. I host these circles every new and full moon to the best of my ability. Right now they're on Facebook. I'm hoping to expand that soon. And we always offer the replays up everywhere I can. So YouTube, my website, and on my podcast. So we've talked about the new moon, we've talked about eclipses, but we haven't talked about Taurus energy. Shout out if you're a Taurus. By the way, if you're a Taurus on the transmission, feel free to put that in the comments or in the chat. Taurus energy is the sign of the bull. It's the second sign of the zodiac. So we just moved past Aries season, the first sign of the zodiac. Aries was a sign of fire, a time to ignite our change or ignite our excitement for change or ignite action towards new projects. Now we move into Taurus. Taurus is an earth sign. Taurus is all about grounding our dreams into our earthly reality, continuing to find the daily habits, the regular rituals, the routines, the ceremonies that keep us grounded in, that keep us you know, cyclical that keep us coming back to ourselves and keep us coming back to our dreams, intentions, and ambitions. Taurus is also a time for anger and emotional management. Taurus, known as the bull, can be easily provoked. Aries is the sign of fire, also easily provoked. We'll, we're still working on that. As far as the zodiac goes, we're still in the childlike stage of the zodiac. So this is a time when you might be throwing some temper tantrums. You might be easily angered or easily provoked right now. All of it is completely normal. In fact, I blew up on my husband today. He blew up on me very briefly, but it happened, you know, because just sometimes the tension becomes too much. So if you're feeling easily kind of triggered right now or triggered, no kind of, you know, allow yourself to express that emotion if you need to, but be careful about how you do it. Sometimes the bull can be the bull in a china shop create a lot of destruction and damage. So you wanna be careful with that. If you're feeling like you might rage out or react and respond in a way that's not of your higher self, you might wanna spend this time in isolation 
or processing in a different way, going through what I call healthy rage or sacred rage practices. Go scream in a field. Go say what you need to, screaming into your car or a pillow. Go um, break something if you can and safely in a safe space or, you know, go shoot a gun or throw an axe or stomp your feet or, you know, bang your head to some heavy metal or do whatever you need to do to move the angst and the frustration through. Because when you learn to do that, when you find sacred rage practices, when you find ways for emotional management, you don't go into that primal reactive way as much as you did before. This particular Taurus moon brings us an eclipse. Now, anytime we have an eclipse, we are being given a second chance or a new opportunity to react in a different way. So you're being triggered right now. You're being provoked right now because you're being spiritually tested in a way. This is a time for you to really notice and become aware of how you respond. Now here in a few days, here on the 10th of May, Mercury goes into retrograde. So we're also going to have to be aware of how we're responding, how we're listening, how we're processing, reacting, communicating. So we might as well get used to it now and start practicing with this new moon in Taurus, bringing in this eclipse. Now, I mentioned that eclipses are a time of things coming back around, just like the new moon. Anytime we're in uh, solar eclipse energy, we might be experiencing the same thing happening over again, like having a little deja vu. We might have people from the past come back up. We might have just emotions, memories, moods, things of the past like that coming back up. There can be a lot of triggers right now. This is because we have the free will to respond in the way that we've always responded, and therefore we will continue to be dished out that same lesson or we can say, you know what, I kind of had enough of this lesson. I kind of want to learn a new lesson. So it's time to respond in a different way. And no choice is wrong or right. We are just in this human experience. Our spirit is going through it. And we're deciding when we're ready to up level. So I was just talking with a client the other day because he's a Pisces and I asked him if he'd been having more vivid dreams than normal because Pisces is influencing us right now. I'll talk about that in a moment. But he said, yeah, I've been having these really weird dreams like all of a sudden in the past week or two, which makes sense because Pisces has been conjunct with, or sorry, <clears throat> Jupiter and Neptune have been conjunct in Pisces since March 27th. But he said, I've been having the same few dreams over and over for the past like 20 or 30 years and they always get up to a certain point and then they stop and I wake up and he said all of a sudden now in the past week or two, I'm being given an opportunity to continue the dreams like I'm getting a part two where I don't wake up and I can continue to go forward. And he goes, but every time I do, I decide to wake myself up because I can't decide if I want to move forward and like see what happens because part of me is still kind of scared and wants to stay in the comfortable. And that is like the perfect depiction of what it's like to go through eclipse season. So this isn't the only eclipse we're going to go through. We're going to have one now. We're going to have a total 
um, lunar eclipse with the full moon, May 16th in Scorpio. And we're going to have more eclipses within this year. So we're not done yet. We might have the opportunity to move forward now, but we're not ready yet. So we wait and we stay where we are. We stay in part one, chapter one, and maybe chapter two comes back around again at some other point, And we decide then if we're ready to turn the page or not. Okay. So new moons in Taurus, emotional management, emotional alchemy, sacred rage, healthy rage, anger management, processing stuck energy, processing stuck energy so your chakras are flowing, so you're still meeting the intentions of your heart, so you're still working to ground into this human experience and up level it and really start creating your earthly human reality. Now remember that everything is reactive, right? So for every reaction, there will be an equal or opposite reaction. This isn't just about how we ground in and live our own personal lives. This is how we're living on this earthly planet amongst all of us humans, amongst all of us living things, amongst all of us as a collective. We have to start tuning into that right now as well. So this particular eclipse new moon in Taurus is saying, what can you do? What can you bring into this world? Or what kind of gifts do you have? What kind of service do you have to offer that can better the greater good? That can help others discover their source consciousness and their heart frequencies and their gifts that help uplevel society. You know, how do we bring all this stuff out into the world and not just keep it within? A lot of times Taurus season is about keeping it within, but not when an eclipse comes along, especially a solar eclipse. Solar energy is in your solar plexus. It's about taking action. It's about having confidence, willpower, and to really display it into the external world. So for example, I'm really into the moon, right? So I want to make sure that I'm using my knowledge of the moon, not just for myself, which is great. Using the moon has totally changed my life. It has helped me find so much success in meeting my goals and managing my emotions and understanding my energy. But I've also not kept this a secret, right? Like I'm here in this public transmission with you talking about the moon because I know that you will benefit from this information and that it will help you become a better person. And then you're probably going to go spread that to others as well, right? So it's all connected right now. And we really have to look at that and look at how we're not only taking care of ourselves, responding to ourselves, letting ourselves come through, but also how we're letting ourselves shine to the external world. Now, I just talked about Pisces. Jupiter and Neptune have been in conjunction in Pisces since March 27th, and they're going to be here until the end of May. I think it's May 27th when they move out of this alignment. This has not happened for 166 years. This means that Pisces, the sign of the fish, the sign of the dreamer, the sign of the creative, the artist, is being ruled by its ruling planet, Neptune, the planet of dreams, the planet of artistic expression, the planet of illusion. We're also being ruled by Jupiter, the planet of joy, fortune, luck, expansion, growth, 
positivity. In other words, we are in a portal to believe in our dreams, to get creative, to get artistic, and to share it into the world with such confidence that the world has no choice but to support us along the way. It's time for you to release your gifts into the world, sisters and brothers. It is time for you to redirect your energy and take a different path. And I know that can be super scary sometimes. It was so scary when I first started talking about astrology and the moon because it's out there. And there are people here locally that truly think I'm out there. And that's cool because I am out there. I want to be out there. I like being out there. But in the beginning, I was scared to be out there like that, right? So I'm encouraging you to try to get over that fear, to trust that the universe is supporting you, that you have an alignment that hasn't happened in over 100 years, and you are being encouraged now to live from whatever brings you joy and whatever helps bring out your magic. Okay, let's shift over to the other side of the world, the um, eastern side of the world, and let's talk a little bit about Vedic astrology. I'm no expert in this, by the way, but this is something I became intrigued with when I went to India about five years ago. Um, It's just something that really makes sense to me, and it's funny because Vedic astrology tends to align with Western astrology. Some of the same messages tend to be there. Oh, and by the way, I didn't mention this, but in Western astrology, you know, how do you know what sign the moon is in, right? Well, anytime we're in new moon energy, we're aligned with the sun. So we're taking on the sign of the current sun season, which is Taurus. So that's how we get the new moon in Taurus. Now here in two weeks, the moon will be on the opposite side of the earth, reflecting the sun back onto the earth in full moon energy, which means that it's opposite the sun season and Scorpio is opposite the wheel of, um, or opposite Taurus on the wheel of the zodiac. So that's how you determine the signs of the new moon and the full moon. Okay, going back to the Vedic side of things. In Vedic astrology, this moon is in Bharani Nakshatra. B-H-A-R-A-N-I Nakshatra. And this is known as the star of restraint and the star of desire. So it's represented by a yoni or a womb space, or the vagina, or sexuality, or fertility, or creativity, or Shakti. And really Shakti is what it's representing more than anything else. And Shakti is divine, creative, feminine energy, but it's just the energy of, of, um, it's the energy of the inside of the creation, right? So we have everything um, conceived and growing and forming on the inside, and then it's birthed out into the world. And so this is why we have this energy um, residing here when we talk about both restraint and desire. So this is a time when we are in our desires. We actually might be a little bit more elevated to be leaning towards addiction or things that take away our energy or you know ways that we 
process our emotions and our anger in an unhealthy way. So you want to be aware of that right now. Because the other thing is with that being an eclipsed moon in Barani, eclipsed Barani allows us to break that cycle. So I talked about using obsidian earlier. If you're trying to break karmic cycles or unhealthy habits or really shift your energy, you know, this, um, moon or this lunar mansion is giving us the energy to really do that right now. This is also known as the star of restraint in the sense of like restraining your energy. So a little bit of restraint and moderation in what you're taking in and how you're energetically exchanging, but also a little bit of restraint with your interaction with the external world. This is a time to turn within, to focus on yourself. New moons typically are always a time to turn within and focus on ourselves, This is a time to really become aware of your energy and your inner truth about where you actually are right now. You know, it's really easy to numb out and dissociate and avoid our truths, right? But when we actually come to terms of where we are and how we need to change, we feel much better about it in the long run. So right now, this eclipse is going to come in. It's going to bring some things back around from the past. And we're going to make a decision of whether we want to, you know, start living out of our truth and come to terms with our reality Are we living in unhealthy ways? Are we living out of addiction? Are we distracted? Are we living out of our spiritual self or our more human egoic self? You know, come to terms with your truth and then give yourself permission to change from there. We also have to have that desire to change, right? The star of desire. This is the star of opportunity where we can change, evolve, grow, or shift if we really want to, but we have to have that desire. It can't come from the external world. It can't come from anybody else. You can't change for your spouse, for your kids, for your parents, for your friends. You cannot change for anybody but yourself. You have to want that change from within in order for it to really happen. Abharani Nakshatra is ruled by Lord Yama. Lord Yama is the god of restraint. In yoga, we talk about the Yamas and the Niyamas. Yamas are personal ethics that we live by to live a spiritual lifestyle or a yogic lifestyle. So Lord Yama is coming in now to say, hey, where do you need to practice a little bit of restraint? Where do you need to pay attention to how you're living your life and how you're exchanging your energy with the external world? So this might be a great moon to go visit those yamas of Patanjali's Yoga Sutras, the five yamas. Or you may just want to start thinking about how you can live more out of a more spiritual self instead of that human self. So I myself personally, up until very recently, up until maybe like a couple of weeks ago, I have felt very just kind of sluggish and not in my most spiritual self. I've been more easily triggered. I've not been meditating every day. I've not been finding my gratitude practice every day. There's just been some things that I've been bringing, like I've been allowing anxiety to creep in a little bit more. And very recently, I really came to terms with that truth. And I realized that I was very out of alignment and that I needed to get back into things and ground back 
in. So I started with looking at myself and deciding how I interact with myself, how I restrain with within myself and then now I'm allowing that to go out into my external world. So this is a time for you to look at yourself, to pause, to reflect. We're not judging by the way, we're just becoming aware and then we're setting the intention for change. So that's all I really have to say about the Vedic side of things. I will say there is an auspicious state coming in on May 3rd. May 3rd will be a very particularly lucky day. It's a very good day and fortunate day to make investments or to go after your projects and goals or maybe just to make big shifts. In the numerology world, 5-5, May 5th will also be coming up soon and that's a time for us to pay attention to growth, abundance, fortune, and money as well. Now, one thing you want to pay attention to right now Now, literally today, April 29th through May 1st, through this lunar portal, is the energy of Venus. So Taurus is ruled by the planet Venus, the planet of love, pleasure, sexuality, how we relate to others romantically, our friendships. It's the planet of artistic expression and aesthetic and beauty. So all of these energies are influenced right now or exalted right now with this new moon in Taurus. But then we also have to consider the alignment in the cosmos. Taurus is actually, or I'm sorry, Venus is actually within one degree of Jupiter right now. So anytime that planets are within one degree of one another, we have what's called a planetary war. And we just got over a major Graha Yuda planetary war with Mars and Venus. Well, now we have one with Jupiter and Venus. So we have to think about Jupiter, the planet of expansion, right? Like the planet of the gods, the planet of Dharma, this life experience, coming into contact with Venus, the planet of self, the planet of pleasure, the planet of love. We're going to have some exalted feelings with our heart right now. We're going to have some exalted feelings around desire. And again, we may have some attachments to addictive substances that are not healthy for us. Jupiter is kind of the cheerleader planet, and it's like, go have fun, go for it, yeah, you should always have joy and fun and excitement in your life, whatever elevates you, man, whatever lifts you up, and then Venus is like, yeah, I just want to feel good, I just want to go with the flow, I just want to be light and airy, and I just want to like create art and not come to terms with reality and never have to work a day in my life and everything comes easy and that would be great and we can all have that at some point in our life but life is about balance right we have to have both and so right now this planetary war comes in to say hey take caution there's a little bit of tension right now between what's fun and what's pleasurable and what's actually for your greater good 
make the shifts you need, make the healthy habits or, you know, shift into your healthy habits, really shift your energy to support a better you right now. So I'm not going to do a particular practice today. I'm actually going to send you somewhere else to do a practice with this new moon. I'm going to suggest that you do a yoga nidra. Anytime you do a sleep yoga practice, you go into a form of hypnosis that really grounds you to the earth, that really opens up your root chakra, and it gives you the opportunity to create your new earthly reality. Your new human earthly experience, you have the power to co-create it, and you can do that through the practice of yoga nidra. I mentioned earlier that, you know, we're moving into new light frequencies. I'll talk about that in just a minute, like a little bit more. But yeah, you can co-create your reality. This is kind of old news now. We're in the 5D reality. We're actually moving to like 60 and 70 realities now with the metaverse and more things happening in the internet and the ether and everything else. So make sure that you really trust in that ability to co-create. Go over to my YouTube channel, on the Vina Lene YouTube channel, there is a yoga nidra. There's actually several yoga nidras, and you can go practice those there. That's a great thing to do with this new moon and with this new moon portal, with this eclipse energy. Eclipses are not a time to be outside, so it's a good time to be inside, meditating, resting, sleeping, and dreaming. So practice some yoga nidra during this time to help envision the reality that you want to co-create. So this particular eclipse, this first eclipse of the eclipse season, this is a new eclipse season, by the way, a new eclipse series, we are being um, ushered into Palladian light codes. And the Palladians are a cosmic race. They're a galactic race, whatever you want to believe there, but they were here in the beginning. And there was some conflict between the Lumerians and the Atlanteans and the Palladians were kind of watching down from above, kind of they had their hands in the mix as well. And it's taken us a long time to get where we are now, where we're at the consciousness level where we are now, to finally reprogram some of this old primal DNA that still remains with the Atlantean culture, with the Atlantean programming. So Neptune, right? Neptune, the planet of the ocean. Neptune ruling Atlantis, right? Neptune is in conjunction with Jupiter in Pisces right now. And we are being ushered in a wave of change. We're moved into the age of Aquarius now. We're kind of riding the waves of the age of Aquarius right now, and we're breaking out of our Atlantean programming. Atlantean programming being selfish, not believing beyond the self, not believing beyond the external of this planet, not believing in the connection of the moon, of the other planets, of the energies that we can't see, of everything else around us, not believing in our ability to integrate within one another and blend our consciousnesses, right? There's a lot there that we're working through. And so the Palladian light codes are going to come in with this eclipse. Once the eclipse is over and the light bursts forth again, we're going to have new Palladian light codes coming in. Now, another name for these light codes are Christ consciousness light codes. And that's what we're being ushered into 
right now is a Christ-like consciousness, right? And this isn't about Christianity. This isn't about religion. This is about higher consciousness living, higher consciousness mindset, knowing that we can communicate with source from within, that we don't have to go inside a building or have somebody else help us do it, that we have the ability to create our inner peace, that we don't have to rely on somebody else to create it for us, that we have the ability to bring our gifts forward and that we can support ourselves. We don't need other people to make us have that faith right? It comes from within. So you're going to feel a real shift in your way of processing, thinking, contemplating, kind of all of that is going to be um, impressed with this eclipse coming in on this new moon. So pay attention to that. Pay attention to how you feel on the other side, you know, come like Sunday or Monday, how do you feel in your energy? How do you feel in your way of thinking, your way of responding? How do you want to move forward towards this life that you're living in right now? So I'm going to take a deep breath. I'm going to grab a drink of water. I want to share the tarot cards that I pulled for this new moon. And then we're going to close our circle and be done tonight. Feel free, by the way, to put anything in the chat that's coming through. Any questions, anything else? I'll grab these cards. And I'm going to start by taking a deep breath just to reset. Calling on the power of the cards to bring us the messages that we need to hear right now. We thank the cards for being in our circle tonight. And we thank you for what they have to offer us. Tonight I'm pulling cards from the Crystal Power Tarot by Jane Wallace. I felt to need to use Crystal Tarot cards because we're in this Taurus Earth energy and this is an energy of magic right now and it's all about believing in the potential of magic. And crystals represent potential, right? Like all of this magical energy that comes into concentrated form that over a long period of time forms something very beautiful under the pressure. So these cards will have crystal suggestions as well. For the past card, I pulled the King of Wands, which says I am successful in all I do. And again, I just mentioned this, right? Like we can co-create our reality. It's old news. This is our past card. The King of Wands does co-create his reality. He just rules with confidence. Look at all this yellow. There's a lot of fire and sunflowers representing solar plexus energy. And we kind of have this gateway portal behind to the universe. A little bit of space in the background saying, yeah, I'm the co-creator of my universe. I'm able to bring forward whatever I desire, whatever I'm on fire for. And the wands also represent that alchemy, right? That belief that you're in charge, that you're in control to react in a different way. So the king of wands comes in tonight to say, have faith. You are supported in your ventures. You can move forward and create whatever life you choose. The universe has your back right now. This card also suggests working with yellow calcite. Yellow calcite is a great stone for working with your solar plexus 
to help ignite that willpower and that confidence and to take action on what you're trying to bring forward into the world. For the present card, I pulled the Six of Pentacles, which says I give and receive for the universal good. So anytime we pull pentacles, this is a sign of fortune and abundance, maybe money as well. And anytime we pull the number six, we're being reminded of community. This is a six year, 2022, two plus two plus two is six. And six in numerology stands for community. This is about also sharing our gifts. Six is the sign of magic. So we have this magic within. We have these gifts within that we can bring out into the world now, into the external, into the community. And the universe is going to support us to continue to do this because this helps us feel balanced because we're living out of our magic, our gifts, our truths. But also doing this balances society. The more that we live out of our beliefs and our truth, the more the collective does as well. And we all gain that confidence to be our unique, magical selves. So the Six of Pentacles comes in now to say, hey, believe in your magic, bring it out into the world, and use it to up-level the greater good. This card is also suggesting that you work with Malachite. Malachite's really cool. It's a green crystal. It can be kind of furry looking almost at times. It works with the heart chakra. And it also works with the concept of money or fortune or abundance. For our future card, I pulled the King of Cups. I am my own anchor. Anytime we have the cups, we're dealing with emotion, sacral chakra, internal tides, internal moon, lunar energy. And there's a fish swimming on this card. Pisces is influencing this. This is kind of like King Neptune here. So... There's a lotus rising up in the corner of the card. We're breaking away from these old Atlantean programming ways. We're living out of new consciousness. We're becoming more creative. We're trusting in the moon and how it affects our energy. And we also know that we're always in control, that we're the anchor. We don't, we don't rely on anybody else to make the change or spark the desire. We do it for ourselves. We also don't let anybody else really impact our emotions or trigger us. We stay in control. The cups can also represent a sacral chakra, which is where your creativity resides. This is a time that you might really want to embrace your creative energy with this Venus-influenced moon ruling over Taurus right now, Venus being beauty and art and aesthetics. So the King of Cups is saying, maybe you need to process your emotions with a little artistic expression. Or maybe you just need to believe that you can rise up out of whatever you're emotionally overwhelmed with. But you're always in control and you're always able to ground in and anchor. So that's what I have for you tonight, loves. 
I just want to thank you for tuning in to our circle tonight, for learning a little bit about the moon, for taking time to understand what's going on around you and maybe what's going on within you as well. As I mentioned before, we'll meet again with the full moon on May 15th, 7.30 Central Time. You can also catch the replay of this moon circle if you happen to miss pieces of it. Thanks for sticking with my stuttering words tonight. <laughs> I'm leaving for vacation tomorrow and I just have anxiety. I know that's all it is, just anxiety. But I'm my own anchor, as the King of Cups says. This is the first time that I've ever decided to just do things differently and not have a workload to worry about, not have any stress, to just go into the, the vacation with like ease, which is nice. And I'm feeling really good about it. But there's also this little piece of my energy and my old programming that's going like, wait a minute, we don't normally act this way. This is weird. And then my energy is showing up weird as a result. <laughs> So I'm sending you so many blessings as you journey through this eclipse portal over the weekend, as you journey through this Graha Yuda between Jupiter and Venus. Beltane is May 1st. Beltane is a Celtic high holiday of fertility and sexiness and creativity. So use this sexy Taurus Venus ruled moon to get creative, to ground into your dreams, to believe in their fertility, to believe in your ability to conceive whatever you desire and co-create your reality. It will happen if you believe it to be so. I'm going to seal our circle, releasing the guides and guardians of the five directions. Again, if you have anything else you want to share in the comments, feel free to put it in now. I'll answer it before we close. Otherwise, I'm going to take a deep breath. I'm going to start by releasing the guides and guardians of the spirit realm, the fifth element, the ether. Everything watching down on us from other realms, from above, from beyond this planet. We thank you for your guidance. We thank you for the way that you nudge us and show us signs. We thank you for igniting our intuition and psychic abilities. We thank the guides and guardians of the fifth element for being in our circle tonight. We also release the guides and guardians of the North, our ancestors, the generations behind us and ahead of us. All of the magic and elements of the Earth, the concept of time itself, being thankful that we can be present, not pulled into those stories of the past or the future. We thank the guides and guardians of the North for being in our circle tonight. We also release the guides and guardians of the West with their element of water. Thanking the water for cleansing us, purifying us, helping us to begin again helping us to become more in control of our emotions, our internal waters, finding more stability. We thank the guides and guardians of the West for being in our circle tonight. We also release the guides and guardians of the South with their element of fire, transformative light, 
arriving with this eclipse new moon to help us make true change, helping to highlight and shine light on any truths that we need to come to terms with. We thank the guides and guardians of the South for being in our circle tonight. And we also release the guides and guardians of the East with the element of air, fresh breaths, new beginnings, purifying, cleansing smoke, deep sighs of relief to release tension and clear the mind. We see all of these benefits of air now. We invite them in and we thank the guides and guardians of the East for being in our circle tonight. With that, our circle is complete. Risha says, with this type of eclipse, new moon, do we charge? It's not letting me read the rest of that, but I'm assuming you're asking if you charge water or crystals or anything like that. And the answer is no, you do not. You will also not do that with the full moon in Scorpio coming up on May 16th with that total lunar eclipse. So, any, well, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to like pull back the reins, star of restraint. Woo, Barani. Um, let's pause. It's always up to you, right? Like that's what eclipse season is about. It's free will. I'm going to ask you, do you need a reset? So do your crystals need a reset? If so, put them out with this eclipse. Put them out during the day with the solar eclipse or put them out with the lunar eclipse on March 16th. Sorry, May 16th. Um, if you need a reset, it's typically auspicious to be out underneath an eclipse, solar or lunar. However, if you need a reset, you're going to get out under that eclipse because that's going to reprogram you and reset your energy. And I think that we could all use the reprogramming right now, right? Especially with these Christ codes, these Palladian light codes, like these are 60 and 70 light codes coming in to help us up level our frequency and reprogram to get rid of that primitive primal response and that Atlantean programming. So we could probably all use the reset. But if you're feeling good where you are, if you're happy where you are, if you don't want the reset, then don't go out under the eclipse. It's up to you. So in my own example, um, around this time last year, my husband and I were talking the big D. Divorce, yeah. We did not go on vacation. We did not go on our family vacation. In fact, we canceled it literally the day we were going to leave. We spent two hard weeks fighting, arguing, creating a lot of tension, really trying to figure out what we wanted to do. And luckily on the other side of it, we're here. We'll st we're still married. We're still under the same roof and we're leaving for family vacation tomorrow and things are so good now. We're financially stable, something that we were not in a year ago. We're financially stable now. We're financially supported. My business is thriving. Our health is well. I was going through a pregnancy loss last year. So much is different. So much is different this year. And I want to reset. I don't want this old programming, this old energy with our marriage, with our family structure, with, with everything going on. I don't want that to continue. I want a new life. 
I want a new marriage. I want a new family. I want a new relationship. I want all of these dynamics to be new. So I'm getting out underneath that moon tomorrow. In fact, we'll be driving underneath it as we go to Florida for our family vacation. And that was just circumstance. Like I just find that the more I align myself with astrology and the moon and nature, the more that my plans just happen to align in a supportive way too, I needed the reset. Me and my husband and my son and our family, we needed the reset, right? So I'm excited to be driving it out and about underneath that solar eclipse tomorrow afternoon. And I'm excited to see what happens on the other side of it, especially because we return from vacation and return back to normal life after the eclipsed full moon on May 16th. So we're really taking this lunar portal right now to uh, reset and reprogram and change and up-level and evolve. So hopefully that helps answer your question, Risha, about charging water, crystals, yourself, etc., with the eclipses. I don't see any other questions, so I am going to sign off. I'm going to have a nice dinner with my husband, and we are going to get ready to pack up for this vacation, get a night's rest together, and get ready to leave tomorrow. But I am sending you so many blessings. I thank you for spending this time with me. I will be excited to hear your stories. As always, you can message me on social media or email me. Let me know how this moon is treating you, the eclipse, or anything else that you need to reach out to me for. I might be a little bit slower in responding to messages while I'm on family vacation, but I will get back to you when I can. But otherwise, I will see you with our next new moon circle, full moon circle, whichever one you want to join. The full moon will be on the 16th. The new moon will be on the 30th. New moon in Gemini coming next. But either way, I will see you on our next moon circle. And until then, may we all be happy. May we all be healthy. May we all know peace and feel safe. May we all feel loved and fortunate and abundant and supported, especially in our gifts and in the truth of who we are. And so it is. And so it is. And so it is. Blessed be. And namaste. I hope today's message served you. If you enjoy the Follow Your Path podcast, I would love for you to leave a review. As a thank you, every month I do a drawing from the reviews and I choose one person to win a free one hour, one-on-one soul coaching session with me. This can be done in person or online depending on where you are. I also feature reviews on my website and social media, so thank you for the feedback and the testimonials. It truly is an honor to be here. Thank you so much for tuning in and I look forward to meeting with you again in the next episode.